Everyone and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Jasmine and I'm Tasha and this is Girl Code. So today's topic is probably something all of us here can relate to and that is Asian parenting. And today we've actually brought back our guest from last week, Dan. Welcome. Yay, happy to be back. <laughs> Woo-hoo. You want to introduce yourself, Dan? Oh uh, yeah, what's up? I'm Dan, uh, also known as uh, Mr. Dan on uh, Class T1, T5, also known as the guy that got cheated on, but that's on the previous podcast. Remember to check that out as well, yeah? That's a great intro. <laughs> yeah, great intro, man. Okay, so without further ado, let's dive in straight. So Dan, how was yep. growing up like for you? Um, I would have to say I had it sort of easy mm-hmm. because my parents are strict to a certain extent. and Plus, I grew up overseas. Okay. Uh, in Jakarta so I didn't really have much of the Singapore experience besides the fact that I am no stranger to uh, chili on the lips uh, rotans on my shin and head bashes to the cupboard so we have a lot to dig into today <laughs> uh, this is a podcast not your therapy <laughs> <laughs> okay don't mistake that. <laughs> uh. No, but for, wait, I've never heard of chili on the lips. Wait, what? I also haven't heard of that. No way. Okay, maybe maybe it's because we are all from different ethnicities. All oh, right. Yeah, right. you're a Malay Muslim household, yes, you're Malay Muslim parents. So chili on the lips, how does that work? And what do you have to do to get that? Um, When I lie or when I talk back to my parents. Then what, they smear chili or like you eat chili party? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they just grab me and just they force chili on my lips. That, that was enough. As a kid. And what chili was it? Like, uh, like McDonald's the, garlic chili? No, not the McDonald's garlic chili. It's like real chili. Like chili padi chili. Like the, the vegetable chili. Does, did that actually help you to like improve your chili intake? I think so actually. Right. Because right now I love chili. And right. I was, as, as a kid I was like thinking, hmm, this form of torture would have been very nice right now. But did it really hurt? Oh yeah, dude, I remember it crying. Burns. Yeah, it burns, man. Oh, I remember crying. Wow. What's the outcome supposed to be? You don't do it again or you tell the truth? I just don't do it again. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to have to dig out a notebook. I need to put all this into like my future, you know, Good. child parenting tips. Girl, no, I'm just kidding. Wait, <laughs> like walk into Jazz's, <coughs> Jazz's house and there's chili on the kids' no, lips. but like, wow, chili on the lips. Never heard of that. Interesting, interesting. How about you, Tasha? Do you have any like interesting like Indian parenting that like, I think like your parents do? I think in that sense, it would be slaps. Mm. And that's common. Yeah. yeah that's like slaps to where? Your face? My face. Yeah, I had that too. You mm-hmm. had that too. Yeah, right? I had it too. Right? Anything unique to your culture? As oh, yeah. There's like a unique culture thing. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Mine is chili. Yeah, that chili is true. That's true. No, I, I can't think of one. I think that was the main one. It's just slaps. I think for Chinese people, I, my parents have never done this to me, but I've always heard it from like my friends. Their parents would make them stand at the facing the wall. Have you guys done that? I think oh, it's cool. Yeah. That's so easy. Yeah, but like you just face the wall for like hours. Isn't that like a punishment in school though? Like when you're young, like you don't want to sleep, then like you go stand. I had to do that. Really? Yeah. I've never done that. I've seen people do it, but not me. Yeah, I've never done it either. And maybe the punishment was given by Chinese teachers. Possibly. (laughs) Maybe. Like, like, I never understood that. I don't, I think that there are some things that were like used to punish the kids, right? That actually quite ineffective now that you think about it. Like chewing on the lips. I genuinely think think do you actually think that it helped you to stop lying uh, or talking back? I, I can't remember that much. I just remember the torment I went through. But uh, maybe it did stop me from lying in a, in a way. But this was all happening back in the 90s. You know, I think if you do it now, it, like, it would be 
like looked down upon because it's like corporal sure. punishment, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. This was like back in the day. Yeah, this was back in like 1990s. Uh, yeah, we 90s. That period. Yeah. There's so many different parenting styles, I feel like. Also, Asian parents are actually known as tiger parents, oh, you yeah. know, like because they're more strict and demanding. Right. So like growing up, Dan, did you feel like you lived under a stereotypical Asian household? I did. And especially as a firstborn, mm. I always had to like set the standard. It's the oh. firstborn. It's right? always the firstborn. Are you a yeah. firstborn too? Yeah. Oh. Are you? No, I'm the last. Lucky Dude, you. You're so lucky. lucky. I'm the baby girl. They, they always say that the last kid is always the most spoiled because everyone protects <laughs> them. Mm. Right? Okay, I'm going to give you guys a different opinion later. But okay, come on. Tell me your stories. How is it like being the firstborn in a stereotypical Asian household? Okay, so, um, growing up, like I can remember like in P1, P2, P3, back when they graded you, they gave you bands. Like band one, yes. band two, band two. Yeah, so I had band one and band twos all my life until I reached P3. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I ever got a band three. Right. Well, I, I, that, I, I remember that was the first time I've ever seen my parents super disappointed in me. Like angry disappointed? No, like they like almost sad. cried. They wow. almost cried disappointed. Yeah, and I'm like... They place so much emphasis on your academics. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And I was like... I, and the the thing was that every time after exams, I would come home and say, "Oh, it was chicken McNuggets." You know, yeah, like, it was yeah. so easy. It was easy. Yeah. I got a band three. My mom cried. I'm like, "I'm sorry, I failed you." Now I I but I kept reassuring her. Band three is still a pass. You know, it's a yeah. pass. It's above fifty. Then my dad was like, "No, it's barely." What happened to this? All one two and one two, and suddenly you get a three. What is this? And I just yeah. felt bad. And I think ever since then, my grades just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I feel like the Asian household like really plays a lot of emphasis and like they really like tie the whole success in studies to success in your future. Like if yeah. you do well in your studies, you'll get a good job and you're right. set for life. But then again, once you do well, right? Do you feel like Asian parents, they under-reward you? Yes, right? Yeah, they like, definitely I feel do. like they expect you to do well and when you actually do well, right? That's it. Yep. Good job, long, but that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get a treat. You're not going to get ice cream. You're not going to go out for a nice meal. Like, It's like you're expected right. to do well yeah, all the time. Exactly. Right? I think that's really tiring. Yeah, That's why I call Asians, not Bijans. <laughs> oh, because uh, A... Okay. Sorry, I sorry, just I, got it. I, I had to get it out of my system. I'm so sorry. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. So that's jokes with Dan. Yep. Yeah. So moving <laughs> on, you know, we ain't got time for bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Asian parents then enfor- en- enforcing discipline by punishing the kids? I, I think in a way, it does help right. to a certain extent right. because it does keep that level of discipline in. Correct, Maybe correct. N- um, it does leave a bit of like emotional scars here and there. Right. You know? There's Slight a very n- fine balance. Right. You know, to Slight PTSD. On. Yes, yes. But you know, at the end of the day, it's all for your own good because I, I, I choose to believe that my parents know what they're doing. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, so I just give them benefit of the doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm still a good person now so I, I think it's all thanks to my parents' upbringing no matter how harsh it was. But right. you know, it could have been tweaked here, here or there. Yeah, I definitely understand. Like, I feel like growing up, going through all the punishments my parents would like, if I, if I would do something and they didn't like it, it would punish me or like, I don't know, just things like that. I feel like it really does leave a scar, um, mm-hmm. as well, like growing up. And it is true. Like I will always look back and be like, my parents would never do anything to hurt me intentionally. They were only doing yes. that. Yes, there was always a life lesson mm-hmm. to be yeah. learned. And like I don't know about you guys, but every time my parents hit me, right, th- I always remember this phrase. They would like to say, they would say like, "This is all for your own good." You think I'm beating you for fun, is it? But it's true, you know, when you think back, right. it really is for your own good. It is for your own good, but I also feel like it really does stay yeah. with you. Like, not, not that, oh, it was for your own good. It just stays with you, that, correct. that pain. Correct, correct. Like, it, like 
when whenever I got hit with like a what do you call that a cane right oh rotan like, right oh, yeah we call it rotan in Singapore for those of you who don't know um, the Malay language yeah. correct yeah like oh my god I don't know how my mom had so many of those <laughs> it was like a never ending supply of rotans in my house and I, I every time she hit me right I would be so like traumatized by the beating right. and yeah. I would immediately hide all of the, the sound of the whip, the whip. yeah oh my god it still brings back like <laughs> horrible memories eh. but like it really makes you not want to like do the same mistake it really yeah. does act as a deterrence mm-hmm. I feel it definitely does I I don't like it's it's tough love correct, it's very correct. very tough love I don't know if in the future when I become I, I can never understand what my parents went through as being parents for the first time because I was the first born right. so uh, even if like Whatever they did, they had to do for... Like, even if they hit me or whatever they yelled at me, I have to accept that. They also were doing their best when they're, like, you know, yeah. like being a parent. But the I don't know... First time, right? Yeah. Mm, if, mm. if I'm the first... Like, if I'm the parent, would I be able to do this to my child? I don't know. I'm super curious, though. So, you guys both being the firstborn, mm-hmm. right? Do you think that your parents beat you up a lot more than your siblings? Yes. Yep. Really? Yes. 100%. Why? 110%. How, so, and Why? Once it go like it happens with me, the second child just understands not to do it, and then or maybe he was just like so a, you're like the guinea pig. Yes, we are the the test subjects. Oh no, I really feel that way. Really, but but then when you were growing up, then and you re- like, do you realize it when you were like a child, like that you were getting hit more? I only realized this once my younger sibling, my brother, uh-huh. turned eighteen, right. and I realized that wait, my parents have never hit him. Never. Nor have they ever like scolded him. The the most they've ev- ever like given him a, was like a lecture. Right. And that's about it. I've never seen my parents flare up at him and I'm like I, I even called out my parents like why are you so nice to him? Why why are you like showering him with love? I'm like, he's the youngest. I'm like, dude, he's eighteen. <laughs> then my mom was like, Oh, in my eyes he's still seven or eight. He's the youngest. I'm like, Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm 25. My mom still like plucks my chicken off my chicken wings for me. You see, it's, it's, the, <laughs> last, it's the last kid's syndrome, man. Yeah, I, I, I have love. to agree with you. I feel like growing up, I actually did see my elder sisters getting hit more. And I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Suckers! Who asked you all to come out so early, huh? <laughs> I can't no. wait to see the world. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <coughs> do you have any other like interesting stories where you got beaten up for misbehaving and stuff like that? Um, well... Like, is there really. one like event where you like did something really bad that you remember Ooh, like play it, it, will, it will it will sound like borderline domestic violence but it's not okay. i mean i purely okay i understand my dad for doing this right so mm. it was the f- i was 15 i at this the school caught me smoking and then uh, re- the you were 15 i was 15 yes what you doing smoking bro trying to impress a girl who was younger oh. than me by one year <laughs> Yeah, okay. so it, was, it was stupid reasons yeah love uh, and i was in uh, jakarta at the time so right. to buy a, to buy a cigarette it just didn't have to be in school uniform. Right. They would just give you the cigarettes back in the day. So, right, right. Uh, news reached my parents. My parents, reached, uh, my, I came home to my parents being angry and my mom was a teacher at the school as well. <gasps> yeah. So, my dad, without talking, uh, dragged me to the room, grabbed the back of my head and just smashed it into the cupboard. I was, I was bleeding from my head and I just sat down on the floor just listening to him talk and like shouting and just throwing things around. Yeah. And then I didn't. And then I stopped smoking, and Damn. then I picked it up again. <laughs> Damn. And then I, I quit again. Yeah. Damn. But yeah. But you got smashed. Oh yeah, bro! I got smashed. Onto Head smash. a cupboard. Yeah, and it broke. Oh, Ooh, you're a 
tap must have been pissed, pissed. Bro, he was crying. That was the thing. That was like that. That's when I knew that it hurt him <coughs> more than it hurt me. Yeah, yeah. But I think this would happen. Sure. Like to maybe to uh, I don't think other parents would have done it differently because like three other guys were like caught along with me. Mm-hmm. The best thing they got was just the allowance cut. But they were all Asian. Yeah, they were too. all Asians too. They wow. just got their allowance cut, and I got a head smash. Right. I think every parent's technique is different because they don't know what else to do. Especially, I like. I feel like you always understand eventually why they did what they did. Yeah. Correct. Um, but it's, I don't know. Like, it's, how would you? How did you feel like at that point? Were you just? Were you feeling the pain in your head, or were you? Were you angry with your parents? Yeah. With your dad? I, I, I was actually sad. For for my dad especially, you weren't angry at him. I wasn't causing you to bleed. No, I was. I was like, and at the back of my head, I'm like, it's okay. I deserve this. I know. It's like I I'm the one that brought uh you this pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't. I, in my head, I'm like thinking my dad probably doesn't even know how to react to this as well. Right. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, I was like, try imagine being my dad's shoes. What would I have done as well? Yeah. Right. In my head, I thought like if I had a kid, I probably would have punched him blind. But to just hit smash me once and just let me be would have like. I think that's like mercy. Right, right. I know what you mean because like when I was 16, um, there was a school prom because at the end of your sec 4 journey, you right, have right. a school prom, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I really wanted to go but my parents were like really strict also so they didn't like give me money to buy makeup, mm-hmm. right? And then I had all my friends, you know, talking about how their parents like helped them to um, arrange an appointment with a makeup artist and I was like, what? Wow. I don't even have the money to buy my own makeup. So I, I got really envious and jealous. So I went. Okay, so... Do you all know there's this like huge giant supermarket in Tampines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know, Sean. So I went there one day with my family, my dad, mom, my sisters. <coughs> and then they, they sell makeup, right? Mm-hmm. And 16-year-old me decided that like I would steal a bunch of makeup and put it in my bag in the oh, fitting room. What? I okay. thought that no one like, like would notice because right. like, I mean, it was a huge supermarket. There were so many people like, why would anyone look out for me, right? And then um, my parents were like walking around and then when we were going to pay and then uh, we were done paying and then when we were just about to leave the supermarket, we were stopped by security. Oh, and no. yeah, yeah. So it was like, and you had, you know how many people are there in the supermarket, yeah. right? So my parents are like, they, they were really shamed. Uh, because yeah. like the security had to escort me and my family all the way to the back room. And then, you know, had me to- like pour out the things from my bag. And then they had to mm. escort my dad to the counter to pay for the items I stole. Oh. What? <laughs> yeah, and, I, okay. and every time... Um, so after that, my dad was really angry. Because, okay, my dad is not the kind of person to actually uh, hit me. Mm-hmm. But his words hurt like a bitch. <laughs> like, it was so bad because I remember after he paid for it and then on the drive home, he was saying that I was a disgrace and like, I dishonoured the family and I made him look bad. I shamed him and stuff. Right. And then he would say things like, I wish, uh, if I know you were going to be so useless, I wish you weren't born and stuff like that. Wow. Which, <clears throat> which honestly is quite toxic. Yeah. But, but I understand his point because it comes out of anger, it comes out of anger mm-hmm. and you really can't blame him because I really did like shame him and yeah. humiliate him. Like, in front of a lot of other people. And I remember that, well, like, that event will always, like, follow me through my life. Because, like, every time my dad, like, I look at my dad now, like, I just remember, like, how even in, like, that moment where I shamed him, he still, like, 
paid for the items I stole. And I still got to bring it back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But no, like, after he after he paid for it, right? And then we reached home. He asked me for the items that he paid for and he threw all of it away. He said, this, even though I paid for it, you're not going to use it because you don't deserve it. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> So like it, it, it's a learning experience for yeah. me. Like it will stick with me forever. So I feel like in Asian households, right? Like like something about face is very important. Yes. Right? Like what's the word for it? Because it's not face. Like the literal word is not face. It's like I just feel like honor, right? In, in between, they yeah. uphold honor very, very strictly. Right. Like you have to Like represent your family. Yeah, you, you know? have to act righteous at all times. You have to behave good at all times. Like, it's just something about upkeeping the dignity of your family. That's right. That's because right. I feel like a lot of people also think, what will other people say? What will other people yeah. think if they right, see right. this? Like, yeah, what will yeah, they yeah, think yeah, of yeah. us? It's very common in Asian household. You know, we are always comparing ourselves. Correct, correct. Right? Yeah, that's what my parents used to do a lot. They like to compare me right. to my cousins, especially. Oh, I hated that. Right. right. Uh, but I always, uh, I mean... Gladfully, I like I would like to say that I had the upper hand because I was always somehow better than my cousins right. in a way. Hi, dance cousins. Listening <laughs> <laughs> to this. <laughs> so it, like it created like this unwanted competition, right? Even you know? among your own family, exactly. which is so kind of unhealthy, right? Yeah. Ah, but you, you always hear it during like high raya. I don't know about Chinese New Year when your parents start complaining. All the freaking time. How right? about you? Yeah. Thankfully, not not so much. But I do have like family friends. I go to Diwali parties, and then I mm-hmm. hear their parents talking about them, like their like my friends. Uh-huh. They'll be like, "Oh, like your friend is doing better than this friend," or something like that. Like it, it I, I'm very grateful. It doesn't it hasn't happened like in my household? But right. I do hear about it. And, and in Indian culture, I feel like it's a huge thing. Like to be better than the other person. I know, right. it's in every Asian culture. Right. I, is it yeah. really only in Asian culture? I'm really curious, do white people not like have this competition? <laughs> because girl, you you know how jealous I am of you, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it is so crazy. I feel like growing up in an Asian household, it's like we always have to be 100%. Right. And you always feel like you're not enough. I think that yeah. there's like unwarranted feeling, right? It's like, dude, I'm trying my best here. Why are you comparing me to other people? Oh my God. You know? Oh, I want to talk about this. So you are working full time, right. right? In the media industry. Correct. Right? In Titan for a really long time now. So being in a strict Asian household, right? When you mm-hmm. first wanted to embark on this like media scene. All right. Did your families have to say anything about that? Because... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I know where you're coming yeah. from. So, um... The first year, uh, my parents had full faith in me. I told my parents, trust me, I know what I'm doing because I came from a, a <laughs> stable job at Media Corp. Uh-huh. So, so that was more stable. Right, and right. Uh, starting out in a YouTube company, to, to, to our parents, is like something yeah, totally new. So they, they didn't know what was happening. Uh, to them, all they want to do is just look out for their kid, make sure that we are growing up well, yep. have a stable job, income and stuff like right. that. So I told my parents, don't worry about me. I got this mm-hmm. under wraps, right? right? So the first year, they were, they were cool with it. Uh-huh. And then um, my cousins started like, you know, going graduating. Over, yeah, graduating, going Aww. overseas, getting great jobs. There it is. And, and then they're like, so, so what are you doing with your life? Look at your cousins. They're like overseas in Japan right now, studying and working. I'm like, I'm just doing me. So yeah. it's, right. it, even until now, yeah. they, they still tend to compare. Correct. And I'm like, and, and my mom would sometimes randomly uh, bring up the fact that, you know, at one point you could have been a doctor. I'm like, yes, I know I could have been. And I'm like, it, it still haunts me. But, you know, I, I, I keep telling my parents, I'm running my own race. Don't worry about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I feel like 
the only acceptable professions would be like a lawyer, accountant, yeah. doctor. Doctor, right. Like, that's the holy trinity of the Asian parents like dream you know yeah it's yeah, asian stereotype <laughs> stable yeah. income support yeah. yourself like elite job Mm-mm. yeah 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 it's it's crazy i i, I really do want to understand why it's like this like what what started that made the asian parenting this way because i'm indian you're malay uh and then chinese, chinese and it's still quite similar but then in western cultures it's so different right, right. like i see like okay so I just want to talk about this. So you graduated from an art school. Yes. You are doing YouTube full-time for how many years now? Uh, close to six, seven years. So it's unconventional, right? Mm-hmm. To go to art school, to, to do uh, YouTube. So like, I don't know. I feel like it is so like not acceptable, like not widely accepted yet in Singapore. But yeah. you see on, in, on TikTok, like okay, in Western cultures, we have like 13 like 12 year olds like their moms are managing their account for them and they're like sexy yeah. dancing on TikTok and I'm just like wow yeah. like the, the culture difference is crazy the way that they raise the kids yeah. is so different from how an Asian like stereotypical household would raise yeah. the kids I definitely think there's like pros and cons because I, w- I don't know them personally but some people I do know they don't turn out as like well mannered I just feel like sometimes when you are so monitored and then your parents scold you, but you learn, you learn a lot of things out of that, which makes you, you Mm -hmm. and you get, you have manners, you have respect, you have all these things. Not saying they don't. I'm just saying that sometimes it's not as prominent. It's not as prominent. Like, I mean, just look at the number of Karens they have. Yeah, precisely. Right. So I just want to ask, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever like had an issue with questioning your parents' authority? Like, do they have... Instances yeah, I, where like you talk back a little bit, I, and then they like go on like full on mad spree. I've always uh like I have the utmost respect for my parents, so mm-hmm. I, I I believe like everything they do is, is for my own benefit. Mm-hmm. The only time I think the first time I ever talked back to them was when I was twenty two, mm-hmm. after I finished NS. That was the first time I ever talked back to my parents. Okay, and it's like it wasn't even like a major talk back. It was more like a no, I don't want to. Right. What was this regarding your mom? Uh, was it a big thing? Oh yeah, we're going we're gonna move house, and I'm like, no, I don't want. I want to stay here, mm-hmm. and 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 I already felt bad about it because I've <laughs> never questioned my parents mm-hmm. my whole life, mm-hmm. and then I it's like I, whatever they say goes, right? I, I, because I've been brought up that way. It's like my whole life. I'm just like you know whatever my parents say goes, no matter how wonky their decisions yeah. are. You know we are in it together. The reason why we are family is because of this. And I'm like mm-hmm. whatever they say goes. So, like them. I think I this I think it's because I'm influenced by other people in a way where I am my own person and I don't really have to follow them. So right. at that point okay. in time I'm like, you know, maybe I should try to fight back a little bit. But even when I did do fight back, I was like I felt bad afterwards. I'm like, okay, sure. You know what? By all means. Right. I've never been known to question my parents' authority. Right. I feel like it's so normal to hear from an Asian parent this sentence, do not talk back to me. Mm. I yeah. am your mom. Right. right, it is so, like, normal. I, I don't know how, like, <coughs> I think it's a very fine line. Okay, yes, if you're being rude, of course, like, you know, don't... I can understand saying don't talk back, I'm your mom, or something like that, but I feel like sometimes merely just expressing your point of view is also seen as talking back. Yes, and yes. it's a little bit difficult because 
when you say that you're, you don't mean to talk back in any way you're just trying to explain your point but that comes across as oh my god you know you're talking back to me which then it gets very hard because it's a one one like direction conversation it's not two way Correct. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can really see how that has shaped our generation. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people in our age range, they are like not expressive or like yeah. they're very scared to like offer their opinion unless you are uh, like they ask, yeah. you know? Right. Like, so I, I feel like it really all stems from the parenting that yeah. you received as a child. Yeah. I feel like in my, <coughs> in my journey, when I was younger, uh, I, I completely understand when they're like, don't talk back to me. Because at the end of the day, I'm also young. I also don't know what I'm saying. A lot of times when you're a teenager, Correct. you're just like angry. You want to say something, then you'll say it. Mm-hmm. But it has no meaning. And I completely get why they say don't talk back. Um, but I feel like as I've also grown up, they have, they've also learned to be more understanding. Mm-hmm. And so when, I, when they say something, <coughs> they have an opinion, I'm also allowed to say something like to Correct. explain myself. And they get it because I'm more mature as well. Correct. So I feel like people still have the misconception that Asian parents are like crazy throughout your life. But actually, that's <laughs> not, not really true. It's yeah, not true. No. It's yeah, not, yeah, true. not true. Maybe like when we are really young, maybe mm-hmm. up to 10 years old. But after that, they kind of like... They tone they it down. They tone yeah. it down for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. So for all of you out there who are listening to this and you're going through that phase right now, don't worry, it'll end. Okay? Your parents will treat you better in time to come. And But your parents will always be your parents. Yeah, no matter yeah, what yeah, age you are, they'll always, like, even my dad <coughs> or my mom, their parents, like, still, like, oh, you're still my, you know, my yeah, son, exactly, you're still my, it, it will always carry on. And yeah. I feel like we will only understand that when we become parents. Exactly. Yeah. One day. So trust me, it's all for your own good. It really is. And sometimes... <laughs> Starting to sound like a dad. <laughs> Dan, are you not telling us any? Uh, no, if I was to be a dad, trust me, I'll be a very cool dad. Oh, nice. Yeah, what kind of parent would, would you guys be? Cool, yeah. like moderate or like strict? I've thought about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we can. know chili on lips, we know. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, definitely going to try chili on lips. Uh, but like, I want to hear from Dan because oh. you're most likely to be the parent first, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wha- why? Because the I'm the eldest, yeah? Yeah, please. True, okay. <laughs> so what do you think? What kind of parent do you envision yourself being? Honestly, I would... I'll be I'll be happy to just be half the man my dad was because mm-hmm. like uh, there's like he has this balance of strict mm-hmm. and, and like fun. and fun to, in my eyes right he's like a very crazy Rob Schneider so in my eyes he's like that guy you know when it comes to having fun he goes all out fun but when it comes to being strict and uh, discipline he's like a freaking uh, major in, yeah, a, yeah, in yeah. the army you know so I, I would love to have that balance like him like you know okay one thing that I would love to change about my parents is that whenever my kids have troubles or anything that's bothering them I want them to talk to me yeah because yes, growing yeah. up I felt like you I couldn't never, talk to your parents yeah I couldn't talk to my parents oh high five all, all yeah. the pent up emotions yeah dude right? I, I just felt like it would be awkward I tried it once though to tell my dad so I had this awkward conversation with my dad about the first time I had my wet dream. Mm. I don't know. How, I, I, I don't know. I just told Is him about it. Is that the first thing you really wanted to talk to him about? Exactly. But I don't know. I, I felt like I should. I should. Is it because you didn't know what happened or you knew what happened? You just want to share with someone. I, I didn't know what happened. I just ah, wanted okay. to look for answers. Okay, and he okay. was like, th- he straight up just told me, don't do that. Don't do what? Exactly. But it's Th- that's what he said. Don't do that. Okay. Stay in school. Oh. That's all. So he completely shut me out. And I'm like, Okay, so I'm not supposed to have this kind of conversation with my parents. Okay, cool. <coughs> so ever since then, there was this like border in between us. Right. So I, was, I really couldn't tell them Correct. what was happening. Correct. Like growing up, I also feel like um all my relationships, right? Every time I encountered an obstacle, like, you know, I just want someone to talk to, someone's opinion, someone yeah. who, who has experience in relationships. Like 
I always look at my parents and feel like, you know, this is not an outlet for me because they are so emotionally unavailable. Yes. Like, I always see my parents as just parents. I can never see them as friends. I feel like they always say, you know, we're your friends, you can talk to us, but... <laughs> yeah, like no. It's a trap. They remember it's it and then they take it out on you the next time you're like, he, <laughs> they want to like, you know, scold you. Like, I, I, I never had that experience with my family which is why every time i watch like western tv right mm-hmm. or western movies and then i see like the mom going into the daughter's room to console the daughter after she breaks up with her high school boyfriend i'm just mm-hmm. like that is so freaking like unrelatable and that is yeah. so not that's not realistic okay my parents would whoop me for having a boyfriend oh yeah same yeah. right it's always stay in school study first study first yeah you can get a boyfriend when you're in university I yeah. still remember my, the first time I broke up my, my, my dad was like see lah see lah go get girlfriend some more yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need to deserve this yo I just feel like when you're growing up there are things that you're gonna go through and I just feel like it's hard because you want someone to talk to but you just it's hard to talk to them too because you just get scolded for doing what you did but it's like a natural process of life you yeah. know correct but I wanna ask Dan though mm-hmm. do you think you'll beat your kids I will definitely still beat them Okay, to what I would, extent? I would belt Rotan. I would still Rotan. Yeah, I, I, Rotan. Rotan is literally 100% effective. They, they need it. It's right. a Singaporean way of growing up. I don't correct. care. And chili on the lips. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Yes. <laughs> correct, correct. But would you also, like you said, you, you want to talk to them. You want to oh, be yeah. a friend too. So your motto in child raising would be be a f- parent first and then a friend second. Yes, definitely. Right, still. Right. Interesting. Because yeah, I wouldn't I, want them to like walk all over me, you know? Yeah, I think I have yeah. the same take. Like, I don't want to dominate them entirely and make them feel like, no, you have to fit in this square box that I made for you. Like, I also want mm-hmm. them to also find out who they are as a person, like slowly on their own without me telling yeah. them like, too much on what to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess, I, guess I, I, I feel the same for them. Yeah, I think every everyone's <coughs> different. I feel like if I growing up, like I mean, if I, when I'm gonna be a parent, I don't know if I will beat them. I just I don't know if I have it in me. But I I will also definitely be quite strict, but also be very open for them to talk to me for whatever they need to. Maybe our parents not the same, but look at look where they they, they Yeah, I think you will only <laughs> yeah, know when you're in that position. Exactly. Yeah, correct. But then again, you have to bear in mind that not every child is the same. Yeah. Some people mm-hmm. de- definitely need more discipline than others. So there's like not there's yeah. no one one for all approach one fit all approach yeah like yeah. definitely yeah. I'm gonna say like a lot of the times I deserved it correct when, yes, I, when I got scolded I got hurt like I deserved yep, it I deserved it yeah. yeah for sure but I didn't deserve the, the slap on the face when I had a boyfriend okay mom <laughs> hope you're listening to this <laughs> <laughs> hi mom <laughs> no I'm kidding though but yeah I, I feel like when it comes to being parents I what about goal setting well okay this is where I feel like I was lucky enough Mm. growing up because I heard all my friends like their parents had high expectations for them yes yes. for my parents you know uh, ev- after like secondary 4 when I went to my JC years uh-huh. my parents were like as long as you graduate I'm happy right see. you know as long as I wasn't yeah. failing my class as long as I wasn't dropping out of school yeah. I don't know whether it's because they lost hope in me or like their standards dropped but no, I, no, I no. felt like you know relieved you know there was no extra yeah. pressure you know that weight on your shoulders yeah yeah, yeah I have to agree like Actually, after a while, my father, he dis- he was more chill with my academics. Mm-hmm. Like, it was only like, I feel like in primary one, two, yeah, that they were the really strict. Because I think they really want you to get that kind of drive towards your studies, mm. that kind of like attitude. But afterwards, like P6, you have PSLE, SEC4, you have O-levels. I, I feel like my father always told me, don't worry, 
like I'm not expecting you to get top scorer. I just want you to pass, you know, do yeah. well. At the end of the day, it's your future. Like if if you want to do badly, don't study. Then it's on you too. Like that's only yeah. so much I can do. So I feel like actually. Actually, they're quite reasonable too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that is something that I would like to bring forward when I become a parent. Like, I would like to emulate that to my kids. Mm. Yeah, it's right? always, they will be there to be, like, your biggest supporter, but also be there to be your biggest driver, like, motivator. Even though they're yelling or, like, telling you, oh, you have to get these grades, but they're only doing it to motivate you to get those grades. But even Great. if you don't get it, they're still, like, it's okay. Yeah. We, yeah. we understand. Like, I feel like, yeah, as you said, like, P1, P2, that, that time was, like, you really need to get good grades, but when it became more serious, I think they may have understood us more Correct. as our ability in academics. So they were more understanding Correct. towards the grades. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I also think that it's because we come from Singapore where our education system is really quite strict. And yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure our parents know that, la, right? And the competition yeah. is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. so high. So my, my dad always says, like, don't stress yourself too much. Like, when it's time to play, go and play. But when it's time to study, you need to do your work. So I, I think that's, that's great, you know. Like, I, I'm very thankful that he, he taught me that. He taught me that it's okay to have fun. It's yeah. not like it's not all like stress, stress, study, yeah. study. It's do well all the time. Like, right. yeah. So I, I think I think that's one misconception that people have about Asian parents. Yeah, like, I think so too. We don't study all the time. Okay, we have lives. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have a life. Yeah, I also remember there was one time where at one point my mom was forcing me to play violin mm. outside of school. Right mm. then, one day I just told her, I, I don't feel like playing violin. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was shocked. I was like, wait, I could have just told her I didn't want to play. <laughs> After like three years of playing violin, I could oh, just three stop. three years? Yeah. Wow, okay. I, I just got sick of that playing violin. And she was like, okay, cool. And that's when I knew I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can talk to my parents. But like yeah. still in a way, like still very wary about like correct, the correct. expectations and stuff like that. Yeah, I think other than academics, Asian parents also put a lot of thought and effort into like doing extracurricular things oh, yeah. like oh, piano. Do you had that? I never had that. Eh. That's the thing. My dad never wanted to stress us too much. No, it wasn't stress. It was like another outlet yeah. to like... A hobby. Yeah, a hobby. Like go mm. and explore other things. Yeah, yeah. I, I see parents bringing their kids to like ballet or yeah. like uh, piano lessons mm-hmm. or dancing lessons and stuff like that. But I never had that growing up because like, okay, y'all know I'm from a mixed blood family, right? Mm-hmm. So I can actually learn up to like three languages, like my mom's mother tongue. But my dad always told my mom, don't teach me since young because like he said that Singapore's education system is really so crazy. You have to learn two languages and then to right. learn a third one would be like extra like heavy for the child so mm. he, he never asked my mom to teach me which I regret like that seriously <laughs> bad call but <laughs> but like yeah I, I I think that it's really cool and actually I, I, I look back now and I feel like I'm quite talentless because my parents did not send me to extracurricular uh, hobbies no, for real. Really? Like, I think that is one thing that I would do differently from them when but I have yeah. kids on my own. I, I think that makes sense. The right. only reason I love dancing is because they put me in so many classes and I love doing it and I carry fo- like right. carried it forth now. It makes sense. You right. Do you do anything that your parents... Like, do you still do anything that your parents send you to do? Um, the only thing they ever sent me to was playing violin. But uh-huh. like, as I grew older, I thought I was like, it's kind of lame playing mm-hmm. classical music. But you went on to learn the guitar. But, but then, yeah, I went to learn on the guitar and then yeah. my dad didn't teach me the guitar at all. Everything was self-taught. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, until like, oh, I didn't know you can play this song. Come here, let me teach you more songs. Oh, so he knew how to play he the guitar. He knew how to play the guitar. Okay. He just never taught me how to play. Oh, that's so cool. And yeah. I told him, why? I'm like, oh, I want you to learn for yourself first. I don't want you to give up like on the violin. So once you're in it, once you put your heart into it, then I'll, I'll like play along with you. And I was right, like, it's cool. Right, right, that's yeah. when me and my dad bonded. Yeah, mm. so I, I would like to send my kid for classes outside of like just academic classes because I think it really develops your child's ability to learn 
like I don't know how to put it. You know, it just really shapes their character. Yeah, yeah, shapes, yeah. Like, shapes, like you tell, you teach them that not everything is like Study. having to do well in school. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I, I would like to do that differently for my parents. So what Maybe would you like to send your kids to? <coughs> Violin? Ballet? I don't know. I always thought that having, if I have a little girl, I want to send her to ballet. Uh. Well, I think it's so cute. You know, <laughs> then you <laughs> see <laughs> them through the little window and then they're all like uh-huh. holding the pole and then <laughs> tipping their toes. No, but then again, that depends if I have a baby girl and whether she likes it. But I mean, yeah. I, I would try and send them to an array of different classes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at the community clubs, they have like, oh, yeah, like classes here and there. Like so, taekwondo. Yeah. Mm. I, I want my kid to be exposed to different like, activities and then hopefully find something that she likes and then she right. can continue from there yeah but yeah i think i think that's that's one thing i'll do different i remember growing up like when i <coughs> used to live in singapore like sorry, you I still live in, in singapore, no, 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 singapore. Talking singapore. Be- before you moved yes away. before i moved away i was in singapore right and i was in i think p5 at the time and then my dad said oh we're moving to india and i was just i was so like upset and like very angry because i had all my friends here i had all like my school here and i was like i, I don't know like i don't know anything about india like i don't i don't want to go and like it was it was just a very it was very sad like i just didn't want to go and then he said you won't understand it now but you'll understand it later it's Correct. like it's you like he couldn't explain it but he was just like it's the betterment for your like your development and so then went to india stayed there for five years and then came back to singapore and just because his job changes a lot so we lived in different countries and i feel like i didn't like any of the moving parts because even when i was in india i was like oh i have so many friends i don't want to go back to singapore like right, what right, like right. why are we doing this but then i feel like it's really shaped me into who i am today and i always think about that time when my dad said you will not get it now but you'll get it later and now i really do get it and i feel like when you're younger you always question what they do and you can get so angry at them for doing what they do but eventually you're like i get it you know i yes. get why you did that and i'm grateful for what you did but there are also things that they do and you're like oh, i still wish you didn't do that you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. since i'm like the youngest in the family mm-hmm. and i'm a baby and you guys both are the firstborn so you guys are like the test subjects so you say do you feel like <clears throat> your parents like don't care for you as much or don't love you as much that's how I felt growing up. But I mean, that's definitely not their intentions. For sure. But it's just that that's you can't help feeling that way growing up. Like you know? jealousy. Yeah, like your siblings. yeah, like yeah. you see them showering your siblings with love, admiration, and you're just like there like, bro, I got scars on my hands, yo. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. you're you're getting away scot free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I felt that more when I was a teenager and my brother was becoming a teenager. I felt that then because I didn't see him going through half the things I went through, like getting scolded and stuff. But when I was born, I definitely feel like they, like even when my brother was born, I feel like they still love me more because I was always their firstborn. You know, mm-hmm. they always have the attachment to you mm-hmm. and they always have that thing with for you. But then when you grow up, I feel like your sibling just follows in your footsteps. Right. So what, good or Good or bad, you know? I think at the end of the day, you are still a child of your parents and whatever they do, right, is really just for your own good. And like, no matter your age, I realize, <clears throat> they'll always question your every decision anyway. It's like, even now yeah, when I'm do. 25, and I tell like, my parents like, oh, uh, I don't know what I want to do after I graduate, or I want to do this, I want to do that. You know, they still question me and they, they'll, they'll try and impose like, their opinions on me. Like when I tell my dad, like, oh, maybe I want to go and do marketing, then he'll be like, no, I think you do better as so this and this and this and that. You know, I think that it never really goes away. Yeah. It just gets better in time and they tone it down. But the Asian stereotype is that 
your parents will always want to have a say in your life. That's right. But that also shows interest, right? Like Correct. some parents yeah. don't even like some parents don't even care, and then you feel that resentment from Correct. them. At Correct. least they care enough. Yeah, at least yeah. they care enough, and I think um, most Asian parents they at, they at least know how to balance this out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I feel like my most parents I know like they offer their opinions, but whether or not you take it, right? They 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 are okay with yeah, it. As long as they, if they as they said their piece, they're yeah. okay yeah. with it. And as long as you are on a r- good path, I I don't think yeah. many of them will interfere. But but there are some that of course are extremely bad. You know, mm-hmm. they are more mm-hmm. on the extreme side. But uh, we'll we'll save that topic for another day. Yeah, yeah, I guess we're all just super grateful to have a really good family and correct, yep. correct. upbringing. And I'm like almost thirty, and sometimes my mom would still message me at ten thirty uh, p.m. and say, "Why aren't you home yet?" <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, really? <laughs> I still get those messages, and sometimes I'm like I'm like, you know, I'm still working. I'm like, you're working so late. Yeah. Why, why do you have to ask me that? I'll be home, and I will come home. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh no, I want to ask this. So, like, do you guys used to have curfews? When yeah. You were yes. Like 100%. how how. What time and how old? I, I remember this too. Uh, because I grew up in a Malay Muslim family, so uh-huh. I had to be home before 7, like before Maghrib, the, the call right, of prayer that, for right, like 7 right. p.m. So I had to be home before that time. So the only time I broke curfew was... Okay, so funny story was that my, my parents would always, always be like, if you don't listen to me, something bad will happen, right? Oh. I think that's like I don't know how my mom got into my head. Yeah. So the day that I chose not to go home at Maghrib, which was seven p.m., I stayed out to like seven thirty. Mm. I broke my arm. That's called a manifestation. Yeah. Somehow that has happened, but yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So ever since then, whenever my parents gave yeah. me like a curfew, I would follow. I would follow it like a by 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 the book, man. Like Mm-mm. ever since yeah. then. So even now, even my parents say, "Uh, be home before 11 I'm like, "Okay, sure, before 11 That really worked. In so there. you yeah, never, you never try and like fight it. No, never. Right. Uh, whenever I go clubbing like when I'm allowed to right mm-hmm. I'll tell my parents I'll be out clubbing she'll, she'll say be home before 5 I'm like cool I will Yeah. so there's no compromise I mean he broke his arm Yeah. <laughs> for me I'm like you know whatever you say goes I don't want to go against <laughs> okay, the I guess the compromise mom. is that she let you go la. yeah that's the thing as long as I'm open with her I think she's alright right it. right I remember for me um, my parents were really strict too on like what time I come home so mm-hmm. in like primary school even like when I was like 12 years old at P6 right I still had to ride the school bus mm. right so the school bus how it works is like literally uh, every day when you end school you have to gather at the foyer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then like send everyone else yeah, home first yeah send everyone right? else and then um, I remember there was one day so I mean I sat on the school bus from P1 to P6 right? that's like 6 years so I made like friends right so like one day at P6 right so I wanted to go to this girl's house to play like okay. her Barbie dolls and she literally just lived one block away from me and we had no phones <coughs> we had no phones right right yeah, right. yeah. Oh, god damn it guys you have phones now 12 year old <laughs> with a phone okay but anyway so I had no phone so I couldn't tell my mom that I was right. at her house to play Barbie dolls. And my mom, like, was working, so she didn't know. And then I think, like, when she went home at, like, 5 o'clock, I still wasn't home. <laughs> and then she panicked and she called the bus driver. Yeah. And then she was, like, asking him where did he drop me. And he said that he dropped me at my house because literally I just had to walk over, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then... <clears throat> And then my mom like really like gave me a big ass whooping and then she like scolded the bus driver and then the bus driver refused to pick me the next morning because he said I gave him a lot of trouble with oh my mom. No. And I'm just like, wow, that's so crazy. So like that that moment, right, like really like stuck with me because like it made me realize that like it's so important to tell my mom where I am. Like even until like now. Yeah, they get very Right, worried. like they'll still ask. Like I'm 25, you know, and like my mom still asks me like, 
like okay she doesn't really ask me but she'll ask my sister like where's Jasmine like why is she not home yet yeah stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's like crazy I know like every time I come home my mom will always leave this light on in the house so when I come back she knows I will turn that light off and oh. indirectly she knows that once it's off she knows I'm home so even though like she she'll like ask me where I am what time I'm coming home I'll let her know mm-hmm. but if it's a little bit later she'll always like leave it on sneakily so that I make sure I turn it off so then when she comes out to go to the bathroom she like looks if it's off and she's like okay she's off she means Tasha's home Right. So like, well, like they really care. There's like a high level of trust right there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I feel like growing up, I also really never tried to compromise with my parents. I don't yeah. know. You're just so scared. I was so scared to. I was so scared to try and like push the boundaries. Mm. Right? Yeah. Do you guys feel that way? Scared at first, yes. Then slowly, gradually, right, like I slowly, tried like to maybe like, like eighteen years old, yeah. sixteen years old, like s- very, very slowly. But. Wow, when I was below 16, wow, it was so, I was so scared. Like, I had to listen to everything they said. It's practically NS. Right? Yeah, it's practically NS. But I, I'm really glad for the experience I had growing up. La. What do you say? Yeah, what do you feel? I, I feel like I wouldn't have uh, wanted my childhood to go any other way. Right. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm great with the person I've become. Uh, yeah, right, kudos yeah. to my parents, dude. I don't know how they did it. Yeah, right. right. I was such a rebellious kid. Yeah. Eh? yeah, dude. Yeah, and like, looking back now, I'm just like, wow. So, wow, I'm I'm so, like, interested, you know? I mean, not so interested, like... So, oh, I just want to say I'm, like, super amazed with both of your stories. And I feel like we have very similar growing up background stories, but we have, like, some distinctness here and there. Right. Yeah. Distinctiveness here and there, which I think is, like, quite interesting to hear from you guys. So, yeah, thanks so much for sharing. Yeah. And with that, we have come to the end of the podcast. So thank you, Dan, once again, for being here with us. It was fun, two episodes, having you on set. Yeah, it was really nice for all, all of us, as you said, Jess, to come together and really just discuss the way we were brought up, um, despite being from different backgrounds. Dan, is there anything that you want to leave? Like, any message you want to leave for everyone listening? Yeah, your uh, parents. Uh, to the kids, trust your parents. Correct. Trust your parents. Trust me. Trust your parents and to all the parents, trust your kids. Yes, oh my god. Yeah. It really is a two-way street. Yeah, it is a two-way It takes two hands to clap. Correct. Yeah, correct. So just, I agree yeah. 100%. Yep. So yeah, thanks again for having me. No worries. Free therapy. No worries. So yep, if any of you feel like you have, you know, a struggling relationship with your parents, don't worry. I promise you it will get better and just try and talk to them and understand where they're com- coming from really. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for staying all the way till the end of the show. We were actually going to be releasing Girl Code every Wednesday on Spotify. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well at Ladies First for more details. Also, we love you, Mom and Dad. Yeah, I love you. Don't hate me when you hear this podcast. And we'll see you next week on Girl Code. Bye. Bye. Bye.